This is a uh, another week that we're off and won't be recording a full episode, but have no fear. Once again, I've got some content for you, and that content is again coming in the form of an interview because I am going to be talking with... Jarek Smith from GotGameTesters.com. That's right, GotGameTesters.com. Now, here's the deal. I don't know how most people view uh, other uh, game reviewers and stuff, but I tend to think of us as a community versus competitors. And some people probably already know that because, I mean, we've had Father Geek on. We've had Cyrus from Father Geek. Uh, I did a a Con of the North wrap-up with Undead Viking. Uh, And these are all people that I I get along with very well. Jarek with Got Game Testers recently came into my attention, and I think it's a really cool idea. I like what he's got going on, so I reached out and said, hey, you want to have a conversation? And uh, that's where we're at right now. So why don't you let our listeners know basically the idea you've got for got game testers what your what your vision is for it uh, sure so got game testers is a new web series that that we're doing where we play test games that are still not published yet they usually there's a phase between uh, the beginning of someone's idea to just before sending it off to a publisher there's a smile there's a small area that people blind test um, which i'm sure you all know and that's where I come is, is lots of designers had trouble finding people to play test games. And I thought, well, you know what? Why don't I just make a video series about it? And that's basically where it started off, uh, was just the, the blind testing thing. And, and so we'll take games that usually just go in just before they show up for Kickstarter or as the Kickstarter's going, where there's still time to change if there's any like little tweaks and things like that. Um, and, uh, we don't focus on any one thing. We simply just kind of take the game as a whole and, and try to, to look at it from the perspective of the market that, that the designer has created it. So we've had games where um, just fantasy building world card games to uh, a completely football game that, you know, two different markets in, in general. And uh, we've got plenty of other games that, that come out. We, we try to look at them specifically as as they're supposed to come in. So we, we know that not all games are going to fit every genre or going to be marketable to every person, but it's it's a lot of fun. So we, we simply just started this the, the web series um, in the local board game store, um, dragonslayershop.com. They, they have a, the local board game store lets us use their dungeon, uh, their basement. And uh, so we filmed down there and we just play test games to our hearts content. So. You say we, so how many people are involved with uh, Got Game Testers? Oh, man. Um, so in terms of executive producer, director, uh, videographer, editor, and um, host, that's all me. But everyone else, uh, when I say we, is, is everyone that, that comes on the show. I, I have a new co-host every week. And that, that might be subject to change. I don't know yet uh, because a lot of people can't put in the same amount of time. Right. So I, I kind of have you know a new friend every week that comes out and uh, helps me out, especially the ones when, when they really like a game. I kind of tend to, to let them come on to the show. So really, um, it's I do everything all-inclusive and then simply have a co-host or and some friends that play test with me. So. So what made you first decide that this was the route you wanted to take with your realm of of game review on the internet? Okay, well, first of all, uh, when I was 18, I was introduced, so about six years ago, I was introduced to to board games in general, and I just loved it. I I think I played Betrayal at House on the Hill, and that was the first game that kind of caught my eye that, wait a second, board games are a lot more fun than everyone thought. And so eventually I got hooked, started buying every game that I can get my hands on that had a relatively decent review 
And then, then I started to think, you know, I should try designing games. You know, this is, this is really fun. And of course, everyone, I, I think at least a lot of us go, had that cross our mind. And so the only problem though that came was that I'm colorblind. And, uh, so designing games is, is an absolute no, no when it comes to that, because there's a lot of, I'm sure I can make an abstract game that has very little components and things like that, but it just really, it was something that I couldn't do. And I've actually um, talked to uh, several designers with major publishers and, and I've tried it, tried it again in my lifetime to see if there's something I can do in the board game industry with them. But finally it just kind of came down to the fact that I can't add to that part of the industry, the board game industry. I can't help design no matter how great my ideas might be. Um, not at least without some help and, uh, being a student still in college, it's kind of hard to, to use all your resources. So what I decided to do is I could do in the afternoons and then on the weekends is I could just play test games. And so that's, and, um, I, I love reviewers. Okay. Undead Viking, Dice Tower is a big one. Um, and you know, I, I love watching those reviews and I, and I, ever since I met my wife, one time she made me do a project for her cause I was part of a theater student at the time. I've, since changed that. But as a theater student, um, she called me over and said, Hey, um, I'm part of, you know, the, the agricultural business major and we need somebody to help us make this film. And I thought, Wait, uh, okay, um, sure. And she said, well, we want to make a, a, mo- a 10 minute movie with these 10 points and, and uh, we want to put a star Wars theme to it. And I said, okay, well, do you have a script? No. Do you have a storyline? No. Do you even have a storyboard? No, <laughs> they had no idea what any of those things were. And so I'm like, Right. So I had to end up, I had to teach myself how to use the camera. I had to teach myself how to edit videos. And I basically did their entire project for them, but I loved every step of it. And so I kind of just blended the two, uh, my two hobbies, which is making videos and, uh, and playing board games. And, um, and then I just found out, like I, I joined board game design forum and then bgdf.com, I think. And, uh, like I just noticed post after post after post that no one would play test each other's games. And, and it came down to, it's like, well, we're too busy making our own games. We can't just play test somebody else's. And I thought, there's the niche. There's that niche that I've been looking for is uh, is right there that no one's pl- playtesting games. And you know what? It's kind of a cool idea because really you playtest a game and you get people to see if they're interested or not. And uh, so you kind of you ask them to like just put up a like on the video, which is supposed to imply that that they like the game or they're interested in the game. And so hopefully as um, as the video grows and as the uh, as the popularity and uh, publicity grows as well amongst gamers, that eventually people can simply put a like or dislike on the video. And then that would kind of give an indication, not only to the designer, but to other publishers, like if this is something that the public wants. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking for is, uh, is to get gamers, designers and publishers all looking at this video simply so that way, instead of, I mean, cause okay, kind of switch topics here, but <laughs> for example, zombie side on Kickstarter. Okay. We mm-hmm. all know zombie side was kind of this huge hit uh, right. because everyone loves zombies and loves pieces, the, the quality of the pieces and such. And it was just this big hit. And it's the same kind of idea. It's if you can find a game that everyone just gets really interested into before they make their Kickstarter, then maybe a publisher will come along and actually help out a designer or contact them themselves. So it's really just a, a hope to to get everyone connected and to make the, the industry run a little bit smoother instead of those designers that say, hey, I've got this this game, you know, and it's on paper with crayon and they show it to the you know, they show it to the designer at any convention or something, or I mean, show it to a publisher at a convention and uh, try to bother them there. This way, it'll be a lot smoother. They can, we play test the game for them, talk about it, and then see if the publisher's interested. So. Well, you know, you hit on a, a couple of things I usually start off with, but I got kind of excited just to kind of get into our topic. But we have a couple of questions that we usually do ask all of our guests. 
Okay. And the first would be, uh, generally speaking, what do you do as a profession? Well, right now I'm an accounting college student at BYU Idaho in small town Rexburg Idaho. Um, so I'm not don't really have a profession just yet, but accounting I guess is is where I'm headed. So. And you touched on this one a bit, but what makes you a geek? Oh man. Um. So yeah, I kind of touched on it, but it doesn't really start there either. Uh, let's <laughs> let's say that I was I'm ten. Ten years old, it was Pokemon. All right. Um, started with Pokemon. 12 years old, I moved to Magic the Gathering. 13 years old, I moved to Warhammer 40K. What was that? 14, I moved on to chess. By 15, I moved on to party games and video games. By 18, I was playing board games. And that was the winner right there. I've dropped everything else 100% and left, I'm left with board and card games simply because the variety. It's just a different game every time. And one of the things we like to stress on all us geeks is that a geek passionate about something doesn't necessarily always have to relate back to things that are normally associated with geeks. So do you have any type of geek passion, something that you're extremely passionate about that most people might not relate to geek culture? Oh, that's a tough one. Let's see. I really like event planning, actually. Putting on events and other like parties, things like that. They always call me the game guy, but that's because I always try to incorporate some sort of party game into the group. And and I don't mean just cashing guns. I mean, we make up stuff all the time. Like last Christmas, we decided to mix like Christmas trivia with Candyland, uh, things like that. And so we had giant groups answering trivia questions uh, <laughs> while we were playing. So it's like you couldn't pick up a card for Candyland to move a space unless you answered the question correctly beforehand. So, so anyway, but that's <laughs> big thing that I like to do. I like to throw parties. I like to build things from the ground up and really, I know this is, this is directly related to the industry, but, but I, I like to see it grow. Like the, the respect that video games has right now mm-hmm. in, in the, the industry is in the billions. I just, I love to see the board game industry get to that kind of level and have their own version of, of E3 where, you know, fantasy flight days of wonder and Mayfair games and so on comes out and announces in this really grandiose way that they could, yeah, that all the games that are coming out in conventions and so forth. So. Yeah, I saw that you uh, kind of add that into your vision uh, for Got Game Testers. Yeah, the website's kind of a big deal. Um, I know right now it's just kind of a place to hold my videos, um, but the hope for the website is to become something that the industry hasn't seen before. So it's it's trying to, like I said before, that I like to, I want to see everything work a lot smoother than it is instead of, you know, the traditional like, run over to the convention, talk to the to the publisher, see if they'll get it run, and maybe they'll play test again. I mean, it's too slow, I think, and too choppy uh, and too hard to get into. So I'm, I'm hoping that the website will eventually turn designers into celebrities and publishers into gods and <laughs> and Kickstarter projects into something much more interesting than whatever else is on the news. I've got a lot of ideas. It's, you know, an easier way to meet and greet with people um, that are gamers and such. And not just only stick with around um, to the board game geek side, but but to try to incorporate, you know, gateway gamers, thing, people that have never tried it before. And so it makes it look easy to get into. So have you had any uh, experience with like a proto spiel or unpub events? Have you done anything with those? I haven't. Uh, I'm really so I've got a, somebody who's funding me on all these projects that I'm trying to go with. He's crazy to let me do this, but um, hopefully next year um, we're going to go to Protospiel um, or and try to get ourselves out there at Gen Con and, and Unpub and stuff okay. because I know that's exactly what they're trying to do. So it'd be it'd be nice to go meet those people as well. Make sure you let me know if you end up going to any of the, like the Protospiel Milwaukee events because I try to attend those when I can. 
So I'd I'd love to uh, meet up. Are you are you heading to Gen Con this year? I'm not. I yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really big bummer. I haven't gone to any conventions this year simply because of school. My wife is almost yeah. finished with her schooling, and so we've been trying to crank it out so she gets done, and then I can go back to my the the lovely life of going to conventions when I can. So hopefully, um, on the list next year is at, at least Gen Con and Protospiel, if not uh, Origins as well. So. Let's get back to the games that get sent to you here. Actually, let, let's just start with, do you have a require, any kind of requirements before they're sent to you? I mean, uh, do you do print and plays or do they have to have a working prototype? Uh, what, what kind of requirements have you set up? Good question. A lot of people ask me that. So I try, to, I try not to be judgmental or try to be picky um, because I understand that all games are at different phases. But what they, the designer needs to understand is that it's, it's for them. A lot of it is for them. And so a lot of the publicity that they're getting. So do they really want to send me a print and play to put on the video or do they want to send me an actual prototype that's, you know, just before Kickstarter or they're looking for just that last little few tweaks before they go out lately? I mean, the, the next couple of videos that you'll be seeing uh, next several are all practically finished, if not finished prototypes. We have a couple that are already on Kickstarter. Uh, for example, agents, they sent us a copy to do a review on. Uh, that one's already been funded, and it still has another good 30-plus days to go. Actually, when you when you hear this video, it'll probably be close to be done. So, um, or podcast, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't get this straight. Is there? Uh, so, <laughs> again, if, they're, if they want to send me a print and play, I try to make it look as nice as I can. I print it on, on nice card stock, and I try to keep the board, you know, as well laid out as possible and so it doesn't look like it's in choppy pieces so people can really get a feel and an understanding of what the game is because that's the hardest part is trying to get the the viewer to see uh or to feel like they're getting an experience out of the video to understand what the game is all about so they can actually have an opinion on it because sometimes you can watch reviews and you say it looks like a great game looks like the theme that i like but i'm not sure if it's you know it's so much like this other game that i know how do i know the difference so that's so that's what we're trying to do is trying to, to whittle that that gap down as much as we can by making really nice prototypes. Um, but lately, people have just been sending me their their finished prototypes. So it's it's pretty exciting. How are you going about getting games? I mean, are you getting uh, – you've got, what, like four videos out right now, if I remember right? It's called more like four and a half. We try to do um, – we're trying this new thing where we put the – the explanation, the review, and the talk back. And then if you want, at the end of the video, you can click on the video to see like a couple of turns or the actual gameplay of the entire game. Those are kind of like half videos. But where I get my content is simply by being active uh, on designer forums, uh, Facebook pages. LinkedIn is a big one. Believe it or not, uh, LinkedIn has quite a few discussions and groups and such where the people are always looking for advice. So I just kind of put it out there. Hey, if you've got a game, we'll, we'll give you some publicity for it. And, uh, and it's it's turned around quite quickly. Um, I started out almost begging for for content and things like that at the very beginning in the first couple of videos. But even within four videos in, we're starting to get tons of people just sending us stuff now. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's, it sounds like it's going to really work. Cool. Yeah, that was going to kind of be my next question is where where you're sitting with as far as. Uh, so it sounds like you have like a queue now. And and are you just trying to do them first, first in, first out? We do it by their deadlines, actually. Um, okay. If they have a Kickstarter going, then we try to get it out ASAP. So that way it has some relevance to it, because on our website, we put links straight to their Kickstarter. So it's easy to find if they have a Kickstarter coming out. That's kind of like next on the list if it's coming out soon. And then sometimes people are, they just want to play test and some publicity 
before they send it off to a publisher. And so those kind of get pushed back a little bit further. Um, and then anybody else after that, I simply, I, just because of what's happening so fast, usually I just play test and send them an email if they actually don't have any deadlines. So we can always do a video for them. Um, no problem when they're, when they're ready to actually get their name out there and such. Um, for example, there, our second video, Hydras, that one was a print and play, but it, it's an, it's a simple card game. It's actually tons of fun, believe it or not, that you should go check it out if you haven't. Their Kickstarter doesn't go up until the beginning of next year. So when that actually starts running up, we're going to, we're going to give them some more um, face time on, on our videos so they can take a look at and say, like, remember that game episode two, you know, it's up now. So go ahead and take a look, you know, back them, things like that. So, so uh, have you had to deal with hurried timelines yet? Oh yeah. Or rush, yeah. rushed like, reviews is, is kind of what we call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've seen it a couple out of a couple people. I think uh, no offense. Um, Agents is a perfect example where they already have the Kickstarter going and then, now I'm starting to see all these reviews from people after the Kickstarter's up. So same thing. Once the minute that guy comes in, I'm sure I'll be recording the next day and then, you know, trying to upload by the day after that. So it goes up pretty quickly. So you've got a, a fair amount of time that you can dedicate to actually playtesting games besides obviously your schoolwork and, and whatnot, but. I, right now it's summer, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> Got extra time <laughs> outside my part-time job. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to do this during class time. I mean, counting homework is pretty demanding, but yeah, but it doesn't matter because uh, this is where it's going. And people are, I think it's you know more important that that the people get what they want. Is you know I I can get grades later. I guess I mean you know who cares about that academic scholarship that I have? I could shoot that out the window. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't need my 4.0 anymore. So uh, let's just get rid of that and play games. Um, so, but yeah, so I don't know if I have time for it and we'll find out, but, um, it's actually turned into what could have been, you know, a fun hobby into a serious business venture with the vision that we've got going. So hopefully within five years for a bigger name than within. So you have longer term plans that you oh, yeah. talked about or you have in your future to kind of monetize this in some form. That's exactly right. The The videos is simply just to get our name out there um, at first. It, it didn't start out like this. It started out with uh, just doing a couple of reviews. But one night uh, I was sitting there and it, same same way that, you know, as I sat there thinking about this review, it, this idea just came to me. And then I thought, you know, you know how the industry would just be better. Like it, it wasn't a matter of, you know, how we can make money off of board games. Nothing like that. We never we never asked that question. We just thought to ourselves. I just asked a, a buddy of mine, and I said, you know, what do you think, like, would this make the board game industry easier? And we kind of talked about it a little bit, and, and that, that question, now, the idea that I had was terrible at the time, but <laughs> that question kept running through my mind all that night, and I probably stayed up till, oh, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning, just dumping ideas onto paper and, you know, finding out different ways and how we can make this industry smoother. And just to make it more user friendly. I think that's the hardest part about this this industry is people think it's board games are complicated. So we need to make it seem less complicated. And for all those who are gamers, make it user friendly. So I, we dumped out all these ideas. I talked to a couple of guys and they decided that they were going to fund my project if it goes down the way that I said it uh, would. And so we made a five-year business plan, sat down with the gentleman with our investors essentially. And so now we're looking into some, um, into some companies to design the website in full right now. It's just kind of a, a basic, I put it together on Wix type thing. So it's no real, not really a big deal, but, but they're really excited. I'm really excited. And hopefully all gamers across the board, whether they be retailers, reviewers, publishers, designers, just basic gamers that everyone 
can get excited and have a much better experience uh, in the board game industry simply from the work that we're trying to do. So, okay. So it sounds kind of like the, the review portion of this where you're starting out with is just kind of an intro slice to a bigger pie that you're, you're uh, thinking of here. Yeah. It's actually, um, once we get everything going, it'll be very, very small slice. Um, it'll be, of course, we'll always have these videos because we find it to be the crux because it always comes down to what people are interested in and things like that. So if, if we show games before they're published and then get people's perceptions and their interests if we find out beforehand that that'll actually make the industry run smoother because simply simply by the idea that i make a game we play test it we put a video about it and then everybody else says yeah we're really interested in this game boom no one has to weed through the haystack to find the needle anymore you know we take the magnet that goes into the haystack and and yanks it out so it pulls out all the good stuff so that's the help (laughs) (laughs) before you uh kind of started down this path i know you've mentioned a few reviewers uh did you do any type of research to get into start reviewing or did you just uh kind of just go full force well when i decided to do reviews i started looking around uh and looked who gets the most hits and and not just in the board gaming industry i mean the the video game industry and um and just normal vloggers if you will the people who get the most hits on youtube um, and, and to find out what is it that they're doing that that people like. And so we kind of try to base, okay, how are we going to make this video that incorporates all these things that everyone likes? And right now we're still trying to get the tweaks out. Um, because if you notice, like, for example, for the board gaming world, unless I'm mistaken, I think Dice Tower on uh, regularly probably gets the most hits frequently, most frequently. And uh, mm-hmm. But then you get Tabletop, who isn't a reviewer at all. He's kind of just this, you know, Will Wheaton does this playing of the game and gets hundreds of thousands up to millions of hits. And so we're thinking, well, what's the difference here? So what we're trying to do is kind of incorporate a little bit of everything. Right now, it's not up to 100% par of what our vision is. But um, like any good web series, it's got to start out small and it's going to work its way up to something bigger. So because we're still we're still pulling in equipment and things like that and trying to find the right studio to do it from. So sounds like a good plan. Yeah, you always <laughs> you got to start somewhere. And just I always believe in almost most things I do start. Start basic and let let the foundation be there so that you can build on it. So you started doing. You said you already had some experience with videos prior to doing the the video reviews. Mm-hmm. How long does it typically take you to say shoot and edit and then publish a video? Right now, uh, it takes us. Let's see. <laughs> Compared to our first episode, it took us hours and hours and hours and hours, <laughs> just because we were still trying to figure out what we wanted to do. But now it probably takes to, if you count playtesting, depending on the game and the length of the game, we try to get in at, at least four or five games for playtesting before we take any make any opinions. And uh, and then we try it once where we make up rules that we think would be better for the game just to see if it's solid enough. So between that, so that could be anywhere between um, an hour and a half, like a game like Hydra's, to eight to 10 hours of play testing like a game like uh, domain, like our first one. So after maybe we'll just kind of average it out to about five hours of gaming, you move on. Uh, filming takes all of an hour, but if you can get everybody there on time uh, and filming pretty quickly. Um, and then after that, then it's basically the editing for me lately has been only taking a couple of hours, but the uploading is an eternity. Yes. Let me tell you <laughs> if you, <laughs> if any of you out there that's listening has ever uploaded a video, Please just say a prayer for us that one day 
technology will advance to uploading in three minutes at least, <laughs> you know, because right now that's the thing that we wait for the longest. And, and what's really funny is that sometimes um, it will wait until the very end. And we have after three hours of uploading, we'll have two minutes you know, left. And then it will say that, oh, by the way, there's this restriction that we didn't tell you about. And you have to start uploading all over again after you fix that problem. And so whenever we say we have technological problems, we mean it. And, uh, but again, we have new equipment coming in. So that should be, that should be able to move things a bit faster. And so we can get our videos up much more frequently. Yeah. My co-host and I have a major, major newfound respect for all of the people that do video reviews. Because all we do is the, the only videos that we started, we just recently started doing videos and we do preview videos. So not even full game. Uh, you know, like the, you said, you looked at the wordsmith one. So kind of, kind of like that. So they're fairly quick. They're fairly short. And the hurry up and wait on some of the editing and the, and especially the uploading is just insane to me. I have <laughs> such a hard time dealing with it. I mean, there have been several times on a couple of the videos that I've done. Luckily, my co-host does most of the videos, but a couple of the ones I've done, I've, I've gone to bed well. And it's just like, it's, I'll look at it in the morning. It's still uploading. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. And I, that whole hurry up and wait, <laughs> especially, I mean, editing strictly audio takes, a long time, but you're kind of doing something the entire time. Yeah. In video, you're not always doing something while you're waiting for something else to catch up to you. <laughs> yeah. And the worst is when you go to bed, wake up the next morning, the video is uploaded and people can see it and the public can see it. And you look at your own video and you realize the last 30 seconds has two tracks of audio of two different moments completely. <laughs> and you just slide, you know, palm face you know and uh you think okay now i gotta take down the video hopefully nobody saw that and try to upload it again i mean let me tell you it's some days it can be really frustrating but someday you'll get through it yeah someday technology will catch up that'll be nice that will be nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've kind of mentioned kickstarter a few times are you a big kickstarter fan well i would love to be a huge backer. <laughs> I would love to back everything. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me see if I can guess where this is going. College student. Starring college <laughs> students, empty pockets, equals sad face, <laughs> equals no backing on Kickstarter. So we were thinking about okay, so I was doing my homework. Uh we were I was talking to, to my investors and saying, like, look, you know, we put this much money into it, but if we wanted to do this, this, and this, well, what do you think about doing a Kickstarter? Um, because that that's twofold. Because first of all, it gets our name out there if people even look at it. And then also we can probably get back and fund it. And I did some homework. And the, the, the sad part was, is the, I was looking because I like to trust me. I, I like to do my research beforehand being, you know, the, the good little college student that I am. I, I looked beforehand to see what Kickstarter consultants were saying about Kickstarters. And they said that if you haven't backed anything, people can see that. And if you have zero backs, then they're not going to back you either. Uh, simply because you're just not helping support the community of Kickstarter. And then that just kind of was like a, a really sinking feeling because I just sat there and went, dang it, one day. That that, one some, day. that sometimes does play a factor. It probably plays a little less of a factor if you do a Kickstarter under, say, like a company name. Yeah. Because uh, there are several people that have personal profiles and then company profiles are the ones they put out their Kickstarters on. But there there is a... I don't know if it's a growing number, but there is definitely a subset 
from Kickstarter that that you know the top five things that they check. One of them is have they backed anything else. So right. it's definitely something to keep in mind, anyway. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what kind of shot down the idea because it would. I mean, right now on the show, it's my face, my name, and in GodGameTesters.com, everybody else is just kind of in the background, and so they would try to use use me as the face for it. But then again, like that would be under my name, and and we haven't actually decided on a company name. It's just simply under Jarek Smith Enterprises right now, which isn't really a name. It's just a we call that a DPS anyway. So we're still, but yeah, like that's a good idea. We should probably get the company actually started and rolling so that way we can get the get the Kickstarter going because you know it really helped because that's exactly the kind of people we want to look at our videos too is the people who watch Kickstarter. So I think in your case. I would say, yeah, you're probably right. It, it wouldn't be a bad idea to at least have a couple projects backed. Right. I, I think that would potentially be something. That, that's kind of like if I went on and did a Kickstarter, it'd be the same thing. I mean, I talk about Kickstarter all the time. I, I promote Kickstarter stuff, but if my profile actually showed I never backed anything, I don't. <laughs> I, I, right. I, I think that would be a red flag. Yeah. I do back stuff, people. <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think that's been a, been uh, established a long time ago on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep backing things because if without you guys, everything we do is is moot. It's a null point. So we need people like you guys. And and of course, once I'm out of college and I get a big boy job, like I'm supposed <laughs> to, uh, then, then I'll probably be able to be able to back things that I want. Because uh, right now. My game collection only grows uh, during birthday and uh, Christmas time. <laughs> there you go. And right, and you can't just say, "Hey, mom, can you uh, back this and give it to me at Christmas?" Because you don't even know if it's going to get backed. And second of all, she doesn't really know how to use the computer and put it I under mean, my but, name. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, buy it under my name. Why don't you just send me the fifty dollars? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that's funny. So uh, since you have a, a or are working on an accounting background here. Uh, is, is that one of the, you know, your overall model, is that one of the things that kind of interests you is to be able to, to run the financial side of it or to incorporate the financial side of it and see how that goes? Is, is that a uh, factor? Well, before, before any and all of this even started, before I even met my wife, I went through every single, so I got accepted to a couple schools and I looked at every single major, uh, that all those schools offer. And I sat, sat there with my mom and my dad. And we just sat there. We went through every single major possible and thought to myself, okay, I'm going to go to school with the intention to do a single major and never change and get out of there. <laughs> and uh, we went through everything. And the only thing that made even a little bit of sense was accounting. That's simply because, if you, no offense to anybody out there, but the business degrees don't carry the same weight that they used to. So if you have a business management or, or business whatever degree, it really doesn't carry that much. So Everyone's looking towards accounting majors for any sort of business, any sort of business opportunity that doesn't have to deal with sales. And so that's kind of what I decided to do is I just picked up accounting and it's just happens to be that my dad's a CPA as well with his own little firm. But I don't see myself ever becoming a CPA or ever doing the cubicle thing. I can't see myself doing it. And so really it's just kind of turned into this entrepreneur feel with an accounting background so I can speak the same language as the guys who deal with my financials. And everyone in my classes always talk about how much money they're, they're going to make and they're going to be partners with these huge firms and eventually make millions of dollars. And, and to me, that's just never interested me. Um, I've always, you know, just, I always loved creating things. 
And so this really left brain side accounting degree does not mix with my right side. They kind of have a quarrel some nights and I, it keeps me up all night. I just wish they would stop. But, um, yeah, the little voices in my head, I'm sure. Right. So anyway, the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so the real reason I've, I've tried changing my major, I've tried to do something more right brained or something just more applicable. I thought about becoming a web designer, um, or just a web programmer, but it's, it always comes back down to the most practical thing I can do right now is get an accounting degree. Uh, is your wife a gamer at all or is it just a solo thing? <laughs> That's a funny story. When I met her, uh, she and I had zero in common, absolutely nothing in common. Okay. We just really could talk with each other really well. So of course me being the gamer, you know, not on the first date nor the second date nor the third, not until it was actually <laughs> a committed relationship. Uh, did I decide to pull out the board games and all of you listeners out there should do the same. Um, we're actually going to make a video about that eventually, about 10 things not to do when you are a board gamer on a date. So once it became a committed relationship, I decided to introduce her. Okay, look, this is this is a really big hobby of mine. Um, I pulled out a couple of games. I think we pulled out Modern Art by Rainer Knizia, and um, that like bored her to death. And I just didn't, like my my only copy of Ticket to Ride was being lent to a friend at the time, so I couldn't bring her in with a gateway game and. And what's funny is that we played about three different games that night because, you know, normal game nights, you, you play different games. And so we played sh- three short, very pretty simple to pick up on games. And I didn't know this, but I found out through her roommates a couple of weeks later that she went home crying uh, <laughs> after playing three new games because she just did not have the capacity to continuously learn game after game. <laughs> and it, like I th- had I known then uh like had I known that I made her cry, I wouldn't have like made her play so many. I would have made her play one and then go home. I mean, that's kinda how it all started. Now but now she um she's played most of my collection. Uh she's much more open and uh she never actually had a hobby before marrying me, but now she she semi has a board gaming hobby as well. Still it it still makes me blush and cry a little bit uh when she <laughs> When she when she talks strategy with me um, after the guests have left, you know, for the night. So we'll be like laying in bed and then she'll talk about, you know, the Age of Empires three, I think is her favorite game. And so she says, you know, well, what if I had done this? You know, had that done better. And and it's just like, oh, my gosh, you are so sexy right now. I cannot explain this. You know, so. Well, obviously you got married, but it is nice to know that that uh, story did have a happy ending. Right. <laughs> That, yeah. could, that could have gone a whole different direction. Right, yeah. Had I introduced games a little too early, we probably would not have be where we are now. So <laughs> let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, you, you touched on this a bit, at least uh, as far as getting games to you. But what are you uh, what are you looking at or what are you doing right now to promote the end result? So the the videos and eventually the website. What kind of tools are you utilizing for that right now? The the basic idea is uh, right now is just to get the name out, and we don't want to start building these huge phases. Um, there, there's things with the website that we'll continuously be building uh, with or without um, a lot of viewers and and a lot of publicity. But um, the first thing to do is social media. Before I started any of this, I was just Facebook, and I was the casual Facebook guy. I wouldn't like to go on very often simply because when you're married, you have lots of married friends, and all they ever do is post baby pictures. <laughs> and when you don't have children of your own, it kind of makes you puke. So it's like, wow, you posted 20 baby pictures only 10 minutes ago. And now there's more. I didn't know you could <laughs> post so many pictures. So before that, that's all I would do. But I kind of just delved into it. I just I decided, you know what, let's go find out. There there just happens to be a board game group on Facebook. Now, 
Of course, that's a duh question, but I, I hadn't found anything yet. And so I found, uh, oh, I'm going to say his name wrong. James Maith, I think is his name. He has board game designer group and that's, that's pretty big. There's uh, over a thousand people on that one. Uh, designers just asking about questions. Um, again, like I talked to, uh, now being an accounting student, I had to, um, get used to LinkedIn because that's usually how people, uh, look at resumes now is, um, straight from your LinkedIn profile instead of actually getting a piece of paper with your name on it and it says resume. They look at that and, and so I had to start delving into LinkedIn and then I realized, hey, there's some board gaming LinkedIn groups here. And so I started talking to them and, and so really it's just social media. The, the power of social media is, is amazing. Um, you can connect with people you would never have heard of in your entire life or ever meet ever simply just because of these social media and especially when you can make open groups to let just anybody look you up and, and add you. So, um, I've made a lot of new friends, uh, in these very few short weeks, so just over a month doing this and they, they've been uh, super helpful, uh, especially when they critique the, the web series. Um, I get, I'm very open as I hope that all the designers that I, that I critique, I hope people critique our web series as well and, and tell us what they want. So that's, that's basically what we try to do is we just use social media at the best that we can. We started a couple of groups. The newest group we have right now is a group called Playtest HQ where anyone can go on there and it's exactly what we do. Uh, you just go on there and you post, if you're a designer, you post a game that you want playtested. If you are a gamer that wants something new and cheap, would just like to get your opinions out there about games, you can, you can just post on there like, Hey, I'm, I'm available for playtesting. And so designers can send you links to print and plays or even prototypes themselves. So it's, so it's not just me out there getting all the prototypes, you know, and being the prototype hog, but that anyone can do this, uh, and can put their opinions out there as well. So, and, uh, playtest HQ is on Facebook. It is on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. We're eventually going to make one for LinkedIn if you're um, on that as well. And uh, it'll be there will be a link as well on our website soon at godgametesters.com. So, all right. So, uh, we're just about ready to wrap this up here. So, is there anything you want to share with our listeners before uh, we head out? Oh, man. I am such a chatterbox. I don't see how I can <laughs> add anything else. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised we even went this long. I'm, most people just tell me to shut up. Um, so that makes for very, very bad podcasting. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just silence. That's that, that doesn't work real well. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with video. If you just have yourself staring at the video. <laughs> so anything that we can say, uh, for right now is, um, just go, go check us out on YouTube. And if you put in God game and then, uh, one of the games we played or just God game testers, we will show up. You can go to our website, godgametesters.com. Uh, that has all of our websites always posted on there um, in chronological order. So you can always check that out. Um, we have our the about, the vision that we have, and you can message us uh, strictly from the website. You can check us out on, on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter as well. Um, I'm probably the worst tweeter you've ever seen. I, just, I can't seem to come up with material every you know tw- two minutes to put on Twitter. So yeah, um, where were you today when we were having the in-depth conversation about whether reviewers should take pr- print and play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, that's the thing is I, I can't tweet worth beans. So just go, go ahead. The best bet is to go on Facebook at our group or, um, just go to, you know, to like, uh, got check out our channel on Facebook on YouTube. That's, that's your best bet. And of course, as always, I will have 
most of those or all of those links in our show notes. So you can check it out from the show notes as well. Click right over to check out gotgametesters.com. And uh, the we'll have the YouTube link and Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. So, Jarek, this has been awesome. Thanks for coming and talk to me. I'm really excited about what you got going on, man. It's it's it, it definitely is a niche that uh, people are looking to have filled. So I'm glad to see you're stepping into that that spot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, right. it's been fun being on the show. All I right. really enjoy listening to you guys. All right, take care, man. They take care. I've got a hundred thousand comics carefully collected, and all the action figures for them carefully selected. The posters and promotions for each superhero movie. My ringtones rank further and Ash saying, I've got each permutation of the Xbox and PlayStation. My anime collection is the finest in the nation.